Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Top of the List. I'm your host Dom here with my co-host RB. Say what's up. What's up everybody? And here we are back to discuss a TV review. This time RB and I just finished reviewing the Barbie movie. Um, go ahead and check out that one. That's going to be out on the channel the same time as this one goes live. So you guys can check that out now as well as uh, Oppenheimer. You can complete the Barbenheimer duology and check out our thoughts on those two films, which one we prefer between Barbie and Oppenheimer. Um, this time, though, we're going to take a TV side because we've done Ahsoka. We've done Secret Invasion. We've done a few movies. We want to keep it going and keep it even. Let's go with some more TV this week as well. So RB and I took some time recently and watched... RB watched... I had already seen season one. Uh, RB hadn't seen either season. But we watched The Bear on Hulu. It's a Hulu original. Um, And it is one of the most cool shows I've ever seen. It's very unique. Um, RB and I are both food lovers. Um, And I don't know if RB has, but I've definitely worked in the food industry before. And uh, there's a lot of interesting things that happen in this show that um, are just really cool that I think uh, have to do with characters and just the way it's filmed. So RB and I are going to nerd out on The Bears Season 1 and 2 right now. Go check it out on Hulu if you haven't yet because we're going to talk spoilers. Give them the warning, RB. All right, so... Hopefully you've all seen The Bear, Seasons 1 and 2. I'm going to go ahead and just give my scores off the top here, RB, so people know where I sit on this. And um, then I just want to know what your impressions are. So my my scores for Season 1 and 2, I thought Season 1 was just increasingly good as each episode went on. And um, by the end of Season 1, I was just in awe of the characters that they had built and the momentum that they had built, the emotions of this story, the chaos and suspense that they were able to do. Um, so I really thought season one was a really unique show. I was It's like as close as a 10 out of 10 as I could give it. It was like a 9.5 probably. And then I wasn't sure if season two could top season one, but in my opinion, it did. I think season two is even better than season one. And there's multiple 10 out of 10s we got to talk about here, RB, that I have. Uh, I, I just want to discuss with you uh, what your thoughts are on uh, a few of these. But, um, yeah, so what was your takeaway of The Bear? Yeah, to me, The Bear was... Uh, season 1 was an absolute masterpiece. There is not one bad episode in Season 1 of The Bear. This is a 10 out of 10 season for me. I think Season 1 was incredible, uh, didn't know much about the show besides it was about a restaurant. Uh, so glad I gave it a try on both your recommendation and my buddy Anders Nemo's recommendation. Both thank you to both of you guys because this was an awesome show. Combining two of my favorite things in the world. Suspense, thriller. I mean, suspense, thriller is one of them. And food. I mean, I think it's amazing. It, it has me on the edge of my seat. It has me pacing at home. It has my mouth watering because the food looks amazing. <laughs> oh, um, <yeah. laughs> so I, I loved season one. I thought this was a 10 out of 10. Season two didn't quite hit as hard for me as season one. Now, were there some of the best episodes in this show created ever? 
in season two. Yes, better than season one's episodes. And like I said, there's not one bad episode in season one, but there were some of the most amazing television I've ever seen in season two. In some of these later episodes, the early part of season two for me wasn't quite up to snuff. So to me, season two is a nine out of ten. What was that? Took, definitely took, oh, a took a while, while to, to get, get going. going. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but season two didn't quite hit his home for me. Hit his hard home for me as season one. Season two, I'm still going to give a nine out of ten because there were some amazing episodes coming down the stretch that just blew my mind. But yes. season one to me was a grand slam home run out of the park. Probably one of my favorite seasons of television all time. Yeah, yeah, I, I love season one a lot, man. I, I love them both. I think they're both fantastic. Um, I think that season two had just some crazy stuff happen that just blew my mind. That just makes me love it even more. And um, but I will agree with you though, RB. Episodes one, two, three. I feel like we were kind of moving at just a steady pace of like this is good, good TV. Wasn't anything crazy and special happening, but. It's more of what I kind of expect with the bear. They're trying to start things up with this restaurant. But I feel like in season two, as the due date for this restaurant, the bear, to open gets closer, so does every ounce of suspense, RB. I feel like season two was even more suspenseful than season one in many ways. I feel like they were at the end of the rope on so many uh, times in this show where they had the fire... The fire suppression suppression test where they win was one of the greatest aha moments. So, okay, so RB, let me me break this down. Let me break this down for you, RB. (laughs) So, season one, and here's, I feel like, where we're going to differ. And and here's why we differ, I feel like, because you've told me about this before. Season one was purely about the beef, right? It was the, the beef restaurant, him inheriting the beef in many ways, inheriting his brother's beef. Physic, uh, literally and figuratively, he's inherited his brother's beef with all his, you know, baggage that he carried and, you know, this terrible restaurant and everything and all the impact it's had on his life. And it's him trying to figure out what to do with all of this. And um, by the end of season one, they find the money and they decide, let's make my dream come true. Let's make this restaurant we've always wanted. And um, it comes after a huge argument and a huge explosion that was amazing. (laughs) And um, uh, and then season two is a little different. It's about the in-between time when they need to get this whole restaurant renovated and built into the bear, the dream of uh, Carmi, the main character, to build this restaurant. And um, but it's also. Bear, they take this is a big risk for them to take, but it's also each episode is a window into one of the characters in this kitchen's lives, and sometimes we see experts from other people's lives inter- intertwined, but uh, most of the time it focuses on one. The best episodes focus on one character, and um, what is so great is like it's all building up to them being approved to to get this restaurant and. Episodes, I feel like it's episodes one through eight, one through seven. I think one through seven, you see each of these characters and their struggle, each of these characters and their backstories. And then in like episode eight, they have that fire suppression test that I was just talking about. And um, there's like the camera goes on to each one of the characters. 
and it just look, you see the look on each one of their faces and you see everything this season has been building up to them opening this restaurant I don't know I just thought it was so unique the way they did this this season where we got to see so many of these characters personal lives more so of what was going on in the kitchen and I thought that was just so cool and maybe maybe that's what I struggle with then because honestly what the hook for this show and I, I talk about it a lot with a guilty pleasure show of mine as well Grey's Anatomy the hook for that show for me is that it's a drama in a hospital. I enjoy the medical drama. If it was happening in a police station or a fire station, which there are plenty of shows that do that, you know, I wouldn't be interested in watching it. The bear, what was so intriguing to me, the hook was what was going on in the restaurant, the cooking, the craziness on the uh-huh. line. Uh-huh. I loved that, and we lost that through most of season two because it's not about the restaurant. As you said, it's about mm-hmm. building a restaurant, and that's something – that doesn't quite as much interest me as watching the craziness of them slinging out Italian beef sandwiches as the line goes crazy and the toilet's exploding and, you know, someone's selling cocaine in the back. There's a gang fight going on and someone's shooting a gun into the window, which is what we saw in season one. There was so less awesome craziness. Things, yeah. I love how frantic everything is in season one. We get a lot of that towards the end of season two, but in the mm-hmm. beginning, it, like you said, it's more of a slow burn as we cl- get closer and closer to the opening date of The Bear, and some of the episodes just fell real, real flat for me. Episodes one through four, I would say, of season two fell just real, real flat for me. See, I wouldn't call them flat at all. I'd say they were extremely slow-paced episodes. This is a yeah, typical yeah. slow burn show. Um, it's an art, artful show that, like, a lot of, like, it's uh, what they call cinema verite, where you just see a day in a person's life, right? You just see their life unroll in front of you, and that's a lot of what we see in the show. One of my favorite, uh, two of my favorite, a few of my favorite films uh, are cinema verite movies, uh, the, the uh, Uncut Gems and Good Time, right? Those are two really great films from some of our favorite directors, uh, those two brothers i can never remember their names the safety brothers the safety brothers yeah they do a lot of cinema verite and i feel like this is in the vein of their filmmaking style a lot of handheld so. yeah you feel that too oh yeah oh yeah okay and i mean to me my one and i don't remember exactly which episode it was but it was in season one an entire single cut episode yes you know which one i'm talking about right that begins with the close-up of car on yes. carmy at the Alanon meeting and yes. just is an entire one cool. cut. You know, we get the whole opening sequence. It's just one shot of Chicago. Um, that what, a, what a heavy sequence, like him at that meeting. Yeah. Him at the meeting and, like, his just, like, speech there. That was, like, one of the greatest feats I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's, acting. to me, the best episode of season one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then I feel like there's a couple that upped it. But I, I do – here's where I think we differ, RV, because – I feel like the payoff in season two wouldn't have been as impactful if we didn't get, like, the payoff of them building this restaurant wouldn't have been as impactful if we didn't get to take a step back and see what these people are up to in their lives, who they are really. See, and the payoff in season two to me felt a little muted. I'm certainly hopeful. I I don't think anything's been announced yet on a season three. There's got to be a season three. There's but there has to be a season three. three, and I didn't know that going in. I thought this was a two-season, cut-and-dry show, and yet I felt like we didn't get everything we needed to see by the end of season two. I, and I, I, this, is, this is one of the knocks I have against season two. Even though I think it's a masterpiece, I think there's a big knock in that final episode is that I felt like I wanted more. I feel like 
there wasn't mm-hmm. a resolution. Mm-hmm. They, they they left us in a tip, typical television cliffhanger, which was a very interesting yes. choice for them to do in this kind of show. I uh, agree. Season one didn't have, end on a cliffhanger. I felt they left that Not beautifully where it was like, okay, we resolved this and we can move on to this next chapter. Yep, very much I, so. They didn't do that in season two. And I, I, that does bother me as well. I mean, that is, that yep. is a little bit of a nitpick I have with that final episode and the way that wraps up. I agree. I totally agree with that. But with that said, I want to talk one of my favorite things in season two specifically, and, and we'll talk more in season one because they appear in season one as well. All the guest starring in this show, all the guest cast, what a fantastic guest cast. Um, number one uh, from season one we got to see was John Bernthal, the Punisher himself, as the brother of Carmi in the past in these flashbacks. And I love John Bernthal. He's really fantastic, I think, in this show and the short scenes he has. Yeah, we didn't get to see much of him in season one. But in an, an episode that I'm going to highlight is probably one of the best yeah. in the show, The Fishes. Yes, uh, he has a fishes. major, major role, and we get to see him both sober and high. Yeah. Him and he's excellent in in both roles, and seeing that evolution in that an episode, how we can see the the depth of acting and see that character change as well is just incredible. And throughout season two, we get more and more guest appearances. We get uh, Will Poulter from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. He shows mm-hmm. up in a. I thought he was pretty great in this episode uh, as a pastry chef, really explaining the artistry of pastry. How it, I, I feel like this was the most foodie episode out of all of them because he was just going so in depth on what these freaking like how to carefully roll the ice cream. I thought that was so cool. Um, so I found his performance impactful as well. Um, I, I liked his performance, but this episode to me was rock bottom in this show. You oh, know? It was a slow episode it, for sure. But it I thought just it was got great. too technical for me, and I was just oh, really? I was struggling to stay awake for this one. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome. Well, we also get another guest performance from uh, Olivia Coleman shows up in this show. Bob Odenkirk shows up in this show. Jamie Lee Curtis shows up in this show. Um, Sarah Paulson? A, yeah, please read them off, RB, because I'm, I'm going to miss someone. Yeah, yeah, no, Sarah Paulson was excellent in this. Olivia Coleman in uh, one of my favorite episodes, Forks. She was amazing. Uh, John, we'll John Milani again those. making – what was that? We'll go in depth in those two episodes that you mentioned because those are my two yep. favorites as well. Yep. Uh, Joel McHale making a, a guest appearance and not – more of a guest star in season one. Um Shows up as a star in season two is Abby Elliott. I think Abby Elliott is excellent. Steals the scene in every single scene she's in. Obviously, like we said, she's a a starring character in season two. Season one, I think she's in just a little bit less to consider her. I think top billing, but I thought she was excellent as well. Yeah. Who was wait? Who was that? She played uh, Sugar. Oh yes. Okay, got it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I and um, I think that all. All the cast members really did a great job of um, making it feel like they were a family, especially when they're inside the restaurant and they're arguing. Um, there's just so many great things about this. Uh, Maddie Matheson is so funny in this one because he's a professional chef in real life, and in this one he plays like kind of the run, kind of handyman that can't really do anything good. But in this show, he has such a great progression, especially in season two. Um, but yeah, RB, let's uh, should we just cut to the chase? Should we break down these two episodes we really think are fantastic? Um, 
let's let's talk about the seven fishes first because this is one of the most special episodes I've ever seen on the show. I think this might be one of my favorite episodes of TV. Period. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely a powerful episode. Uh, this is, of course, for those of you who haven't seen the show. And I guess you shouldn't be watching because this is a major spoiler. But if you just like to listen to us and don't watch shows and just trust our synopsis as uh, as top word, this is an episode that takes place the entire season two. We're counting down days until the or weeks until the restaurant opens, and then we get a flashback to something like 350 weeks. So we're back five years prior to any of this happening, and we get to see a bar. Ber- Berzado, not Barzado, Berzado family Christmas dinner in all of its glory. We get to see all the crazy Berzados. We get to see more facts. Uh, of course, uh, you talked about Maddie Matheson, that he is character fact. Well, we get to see more of his family as well. Um, we get to see Carmi before he's, you know, working at the beef and the bear, coming back from Denmark, kind of big for his britches. We get to see, uh, you know, an alive Michael, which is awesome. This is the episode I'm talking about where we see his progression right. from sober to high. Bob Odenkirk play, is an excellent role in this, uh, has an excellent role in here. Jamie Lee Curtis is incredible as Mama Berzato. Um, man, just so many guest stars, so many incredible scenes. And this <laughs> is where I think we write the ship in season two because although we're not in a crazy restaurant uh, kitchen, we oh get to gosh. see where the craziness from Carmi comes from because we see his That's mother so cool. in her home kitchen just as crazy as Carmi is yes. in the kitchen at the beef. That's what was so crazy about this episode is yeah. like it really shows cooking runs through families like the like the way that food runs through families is so interesting and that's what this show does so fantastically is connecting food with emotions and um i feel like they the show just does such an like incredible job doing that and especially in this episode in one shot you could tell everything you need to know about jamie lee curtis's character and you don't even see her face yet because all you need to see is her kitchen and you know everything you need to know that's Mm -hmm. how powerful the show is that's how great filmmaking this is I think, in my opinion, it's the best I've seen. And personally. this is this is another <laughs> another film, that, another another episode that is very much in the style of the Safdie brothers. Very much gives yes. almost home movie vibes. Like some, like you're just someone in that yes. house who's been paid to record their family dinner for documentation exactly. purposes. It's incredible. It's fantastic, and it just every scene flows from one to the next, and. Um, we get a great scene with Richie and um, his wife before he was divorced, pregnant with his daughter, right? Yep. And we get to see what that was, how they were so nice to each other and happy. And then in the present, we've been seeing him so sad and depressed. And yeah. my, um, my favorite, my favorite yeah. scene in the sequence in that though Please, is yeah. he, she, she's not feeling well and she needs Seven Up, and they don't have any Seven Up. And Car- Carmi makes her Seven Up. Oh, I'll just make some Seven Up. <laughs> makes yeah. his own. I love that. I love that. He made seven up. I love that so much. She likes it too. She's like, oh, it's good. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's, and um, I just love all the interactions we get. Like, the beginning of the episode was so impactful. Like, they say, Sugar, whatever you do, don't say, are you okay? 
Like I love yep. how that was the that was what we started with this episode on, and that's how we ended the episode on. And that was that was the powder keg we were waiting to explode the whole episode, mm-hmm. and that was just beautifully set up. There's just so many things we could say about this. Um, do you, what what else should we talk? Should we talk about the dinner table sequence? Is that like the crowning achievement of this episode? Oh, incredible! Before Jamie Lee <laughs> Curtis even has her meltdown, this yeah. sequence between Bob Odenkirk and and Michael. Um, is just amazing yeah yeah Yeah. so incredible Uh, just are you gonna throw uh, it are you gonna fucking throw it (laughs) you're nothing you are nothing i just love the way they broke this down it shows you breaks you into the entire family psychosis of everything and how about john mulaney before that or during this all this giving an impactful uh speech kind of a speech under like right uh, right after it when he when he gives says grace yeah, he says grace, but it's kind of like a grace where he's, like, under the gun, and it's like he's still waiting. He's like, does he still have the fork? Yeah, he still has the fork. Okay. Well, he's, he's like, still keeps going with it. It was just some fantastic acting. It's everybody in this episode, top of their game. Top, top, Agreed. top of their game. Agreed wholeheartedly. Yeah. yeah. It was it was just a work of art, personally, I think. And then we get to episode seven. So this was episode six in, in season mm-hmm. two. And that was, I was like, okay, probably one of the best top five episodes I've ever seen on TV ever. Then we get to episode seven, and I'm like, they did it again, back to back. I I feel like episode seven, Forks, is another 10 out of 10 episode. One of the best I've ever seen. One of the most inspiring episodes ever. I take back what I said about fishes. Yeah. This was my favorite episode. This may be my favorite episode of TV. If it's not just for the point that I need to go, I know it's not real, but I <laughs> yes. need to go to this restaurant. Oh my yes. god! And to see Richie's evolution in it, uh, it is it, just is, incredible. We have to talk about this character arc, RB, because yep. Yep. this is up in the highest echelon of character arcs I've ever seen. It's this is up there with like Zuko turning from good to uh, yep. bad to good. This is up there with all those great character arcs that we've seen where these characters change and. It's just great to see good character writing that shows that people can change because it's really what real life is like, right? And I think that's what's yeah, so great yeah. about this. It, I feel like this episode forks itself is a metaphor for the meaning of what it is to want to live like in life. I think it's so beautiful. I just think it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can definitely see what you're saying there. And um, it's played so beautifully by, and I, I maybe you know off the top of your head the name of the actor who plays Richie, who is, without a doubt to me, the star of this show, more so than Carmi. Um, I mean, he's just amazing in this show. The evolution he goes from, you know, I deserve the bear, sim- you know, the, the beef, sorry. I deserve the beef simply because I'm basically Michael's brother. You're barely even Michael's brother, Carmi to the relationship those two develop and then the again like you said the will to live that he develops because he is a broken man through most of this show and getting to see that evolution and it really happens namely in this episode four yes, in where one he episode. is passionate about what he does about he to, to see him find that and to redeem his character the way they did and did it so artfully too it's not just thrown out together to see that no. is, is really incredible the progression of when he starts this episode where he doesn't even want to, you know, he smashes his alarm clock. He doesn't even want to turn it on. He looks in the mirror. He's extremely depressed. He has no reason to really, like, he looks like he doesn't even want to live at the beginning of this episode. 
uh, we're talking about from point A to point B change. Like he starts from like terrible circumstances to being admitting like this is the reason to live at the end of this episode. I don't yep, know how yep. else to explain it. Oh, and the one of the best I love when he oh, brings yeah, out go. the pizza. Yes. Yes. Dude. Oh my god. Such an incredible scene. Oh my god, Jenny. I I've never been invested in someone just running across the screen so much in my life. Like I was yep, cheering yep. for him to go get this pizza and bring it to that family. Like it was so empowering. I thought it was so yep. cool. And I, I thought one of the smartest uh, visual things they do in this episode is that they do the forks. So, like, the title of the episode is Forks, and they start him off as, like, just shine these forks. And he's like, really? He's like, I've worked at a restaurant for the last, you know, 20 years of my life. You know, what? Do you just want me to shine these forks? <laughs> I like, I love how he just says that. And he's, he's and doing he's, it wrong, too. He's, he's doing, doing it, wrong. it wrong. He's throwing them all the wrong throwing direction. Them. And then by the end of the episode, they're all lined up. They're perfectly yep. shined. Yep. Just so cool. Just so cool. Just so cool. And, and how about the one time where he doesn't shine the fork the right way and then they bring it up in the meeting? Who wants to take, uh, you know, who wants to take, uh, what did they say? Who wants to take uh, responsibility for the fork? Yep. And he doesn't say mm-hmm. anything. Yep. Yep. The smudge. The smudge. The smudge. Yes. Yep. Yep. And how about the incredibly powerful, I don't know what the, the actor's name in this, that he's kind of his friend his mentor that's kind of helping him with the forks but i mean what a powerful scene they have outside where richie just kind of asks him he says you know why do you why do you do what you do and he's like well i used to be an alcoholic and i really just take pride in knowing that i could serve someone and help them in some way and yeah but you know this that that, this scene kind of felt deja vu to me um with what we had already seen in the episode i believe it was called the honeydew the one we talked about in Denmark, um, where Marcus goes mm. with the pastry chef, because we hear his backstory of how why he ended up being a chef, and that mm-hmm. kind of felt like we had already seen it. That that's my one kind of my one kind of complaint there. Interesting, but yeah, this is this was just such a cool episode, and like you said, man, him this restaurant. This restaurant was so cool how they knew everything about all their guests as soon as they walked in the door. Mm-hmm. And they're all listening and handing each other messages. There were just oh, so incredible. many cool yeah. aspects. So yep. many cool aspects. And we aspects. get to see that, you know, that's something purely that that uh, Richie brings in the finale, which I think... Yeah, final few episodes. Somewhat ties everything up in a nice bow and yet leaves us wanting so much more. Obviously, yeah. we have Jamie Lee Curtis showing up, the mother, and she can't yeah. go in. She can't be there for Sugar and for Carmi. Right. We have Carmi, who blows it with his girlfriend and is panic, having a panic attack in the freezer. I mean, we get nothing resolved with Carmi's character by the end of this season. We get yeah. nothing resolved with his mother. So, so much has happened, yet so little has happened for two of our major, major players. So that's why I'm just mm-hmm. so desperate for a episode, uh, a season three. Yeah, and I just think it was a really odd way for them to end this because, like the whole the whole season two, Carmi and Claire are going out and they're mm-hmm. building this relationship. I just felt it was a really weird way for her to hear him say all those things inside the freezer. That just seemed like such a circumstantial. It just seemed really forced. I think. Well, I think I think, and again, this is all surmising that there will indeed be a season three, and obviously right, with the strikes right, right, going right. on. Everything is on hold right now. Um, I just, 
I think like we had at the end of season one, our major we knew what the problem was going to be going into season two. We knew that it was going to be the focus of the beef is shutting down, now we're starting the bear. That's gonna be the focus of season two. I think now season three, if we have a season three, is going to have to be about Carmi fixing himself because clearly he is not an adjusted, happy individual. He, I think, starts off so much lower, uh, finishes off so much lower than where he starts in season one, uh, season two, I'm sorry. So I think we need to have Carmi get better adjusted. And I think a lot of that may play into building a relationship with Jamie Lee Curtis and when she comes back into the picture. Absolutely. I'd like I'd love to see more Jamie Lee Curtis. I'd love to see more of the guest stars return. Um but um one oh one of the things in Forks I forgot to talk about, one of my favorite moments was uh Olivia Coleman's speech oh, yes. was one of my favorite yes. things. And one of my one of the most powerful things that also shows up in the finale is they put up the sign that says every second counts. And I mm-hmm. love that message that she was saying what, you know, her father just wrote something down about every day that, you know, and he would sign off and she never says what he signed off with. And he looks at the sign and she says, and he thinks, oh, it must be every second counts. Like, that's so cool. I thought that. And that goes for Richie's character. He wears a suit after uh, episode seven in episodes yep. eight and nine. And um, I just thought that was really great to see. Um, he kind of patched things up with everyone that he had a yes, problem with in the kitchen. And then in the finale, they even trust him to take over and call like he does in, like he was watching that lady do in the restaurant before, right? Yep, and yep. I thought that was so cool. There was just, there was so much great progression with him. You're right, he really was one of the main characters. He was pretty much the main character this season. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Anything else you, uh, I'm missing here in this finale? No, just please, please, you know, Hulu and FX, who are, you know, obviously our production companies, let's get a renewal for season three, please, because yeah. we love this show and there's so much more to, to build off of this. This is far from a show that is done and would be stale if we brought a season three. This is a show that has a lot more life in it. So please, please, we're yes. hoping for a season three and, and that we announcement soon, FX three. and Hulu. We need a season three, and I, I honestly... I feel like I want season three to tie things up in a perfect bow and let's end it. I'm okay I, I feel with that. like it. I, yeah. I feel like yeah. that. Because if, if they, and to me, if they ended season two like this, I feel like that's what they have to do with season three. And I'll be there. I'll be there for it because The Bear is one of the best shows out there right now. It's up there with, uh, personally for me, I, I have one of my favorite ones out there now is Barry. That one just concluded. Um, that's up there with this one as a current show. So, uh, yeah. Yep, I'm right there with you, buddy. Um, so we're, we're hitting just about the 30-minute mark, so we should probably uh, sign off here. We've droned on enough okay. about the bear. Obviously, we love this show. We could talk about it for hours. Um, but go give it a watch <laughs> if you haven't yet, because this is definitely a gem on Hulu. Um, you can definitely also check out, if you're a big fan of us, like we're a big fan of the bear, check out our Letterboxd accounts. Uh, you can follow us on social. Those are down in uh, the description. Uh, we just also dropped our review of Barbie, so definitely go give that a listen as well. See what we thought about the global phenomenon that is Barbie, uh, and still lots of great TV and some uh, and uh, movies to review. Summer is coming to a close, but that just means we're a few 
short months away from the winter blockbusters, the Christmas time blockbusters, and great films in between as well, and we'll be right here to review them for you on top of the list. Absolutely, so we'll see you guys on the next episode of Top of the List. Later, everybody.